TalkZone.com Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to Two Guys and a Mike here on the TalkZone.com Friday edition as we complete week number three. Mark Carmen, when we started the show some 15 shows ago, three weeks ago, a lot of people said one week and done, but we have defied the common odds. We have survived three weeks. I don't know if we'll be on Monday. But well, we made it through three weeks. I consider this show a success. Amazing accomplishment. I think we should all pat ourselves on the back. Just a tremendous job by the talk zone, by uh, two guys and a mic. John, you've done a great <laughs> job. But don't rest on your laurels. A lot uh, to look forward to. Let's not uh, sit tight here. Let's let's push forward. No question about it. That's the voice of Mark Carmine. Mark Carmine, WGN's very own, the best, if not the brightest. One out of two is not bad. Great to have you in the studio. Carmine, we'll talk some basketball today, but it is a football Friday. You. You, my friend, have been brought in today. You are going to be a schmo on Beat the Schmoes. That's an outstanding uh, opportunity for me. And, Coach, I was quite thrilled to hear about it. It's a big weekend. You know, you've got uh, the Bears and the Eagles Sunday night at Soldier Field. And, Coach, I just want to let you know, I'm not talking to the media. I'm done. That's it. I'm not going to be talking with Bob Costas, my NBC. Uh, you are the media. I, I, Well, right. That's true. But I'm try- I thought that that whole deal with uh, Jerry and Lovey and... Mm-hmm. Jay not wanting to talk to Bob Costas on Sunday night. I, I find that fascinating. For those out of the Chicago area, as you know, Mark, now that we are Internet Sports Radio, the show is being heard not only in the United States, but seven, or I should say not only in North America, but in seven different continents and also parts of Louisiana and downstate Mississippi. But uh, you're talking about NBC, I guess, typically, before their Sunday night game, likes to do some pre-interviews with the is it the players or just the coach and GM? Coach, GM, players, whoever they want. They're yeah. NBC. They pay huge dollars yes. to the NFL. And, Coach, this is a national story. I mm-hmm. mean, you diss NBC. You tell Bob Costas no. When Bob Costas gets in line at Panera, when he gets in line at McDonald's, Bob Costas goes right to the front. He's Bob Costas. You don't tell Bob Costas no, but the Bears did it. And I guess they were trying to avoid saying that we stink. But... I now was going to say, I don't know, one, has this been done before the Bears the first to diss the great Bob Costas, and two, Mark, you being an insightful media guy, look inside the minds That's me. of Lovey Smith and Jerry Angel, I'm assuming this was not a spur of the moment, this was a discussion, well thought out decision, what would be... In the thought processes, if there is a thought processes, of our Chicago Bears. Well, Coach, when you were a teacher back in the day, and are you still teaching? Uh, on occasion. Um, okay, well, sometimes teachers will tell you, <laughs> if you don't have anything good to say, yes. then don't say anything at all. Forget about teachers, that's what my parents told me. Right, well, I didn't have any parents, so actually, no, no, thank you uh, for, for bringing me here today. But I think that's how the Bears looked at it, like, hey, we got nothing good to say, we're struggling, we lost to San Francisco, we dropped a uh, game before that in a big-time way to, what was that, 41-21, who'd they get killed by? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. No, no, no. There was a game before that. Anybody uh, out there in uh, land? Okay. Anyway, they've lost their last two. Well, they Atlanta Falcons, but they didn't get killed in that one. 
There was a game, but who was the Doesn't game? Doesn't matter. They're, they're regardless, the regardless, there's nothing positive going on with the Bears right now. So what are they going to say? Well, you know, Jay Cutler hopefully won't throw five picks this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean... Well, uh, they're not exactly breaking new ground. This is not the first time Bob Costas or NBC or any major major media mogul is interviewing a team that is struggling, Mark. This is true. So, you know, the other side of it is teachers will awful t- often tell you. Your parents will often tell you, you. You said one thing. If you know anything good to say, don't say it. But the other thing is when, you know, when you're down, when things are a little bit tough, that's the time when you need to hold true, when you need to step forward a little bit. So let's not kowtow. Let's not shy away when things are toughest. Let's stand true. Maybe try to find a bright light and present ourselves as well as we can. I agree with you, Coach. It's all about leadership. And by the way, that's what you do here every day on Two Guys in a Mic. When things no are tough, when things are down, you step up and say, guys, let's get it together. This, this is a one-hour show, but I spend four or five hours trying to motivate the rest of you schmoes. Yes. The, um, Not an easy job. The mentality around here. I mean, we are so down after three weeks. It's unbelievable. <laughs> You've done a great job, you know, keeping us from jumping off the cliff. But, you know, outside of that, no. I think the Bears' uh, leadership is in question right now. Jerry Angelo, I mean, he's the general manager. He's not. It, the locker room is obviously different, but there seems to be a little bit of a uh, disconnect going on over there with the Chicago Bears right now. I, I may, maybe you're, you're looking at me like I'm wrong, but I, I kind of feel like mm-hmm. uh, Lovey, at least to me, I think the players really like Lovey and respect Lovey. But I think the direction of the franchise right now, bringing in Cutler, running, not running, all that type of stuff. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a, a little, a little bit of a uh, off off the beaten path right now for the mm-hmm. Bears. I don't. Do you see that at all? I do indeed. No question about it. If any uh, Chicago Bear fans are listening out there, you want to chime in on that? As you said, it is a national story, but it's uh, certainly Chicago localated. Localated. Whatever. I like that word. It's Chicago localated. We're in it Chicago. It may not be official, but it's a workable word. 888-463-6748. That is our phone number here. If you want to play Beat the Schmoes, our football prediction game, you can call up that number, any comments, football or otherwise. We're with you from uh, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock Central Time each and every Monday through Friday. And we are accessible via email at Mike. Two guys. That's M-I-C number two. Mike two guys at AOL.com. I, I, Mark, you're not. You're preaching to the choir here. I've been saying for a long time. I mean, I fully respect the character of a Lovey Smith, and he's a nice guy. He's not a head coach. It's the Peter Principle personified okay. on the football field. Now, he did take the Chicago Bears to a Super Bowl coach, correct? And you haven't seen that since 1985. I'll give you a hesitant correct, but I will say on my behalf. Yes. I will pat myself on the back because very few other people will do it. That even during the Super Bowl run, when everybody was saying, this is the guy, and let's extend his contract, you know, three years, five years, let's lock him up to 2016, I said, no. I said, as a matter of fact, the guy I compared him to was Dick Duran, who got fired by the Bears. Dick Duran had a 13-3 and year, if, if you remember. That's correct. And everybody was on the Dick Duran bandwagon. We found our guy, the strong, silent, intelligent one, Dick Duran. And I said, no, he doesn't know what he's doing. It was a fluke year. It was great, 13-3, and but no, don't extend his contract. They extended his contract. Same thing with Lovey Smith. So, if I could pat myself on the back, Mark, if you'd like to do so, you can do it too. Coach, I remember a lot of things that you say, or actually I should say I remember very little of what you say, but Thank I do you. remember you jumping on Lovey and, and not being in love with him yes. during, the, during the Bears' run to the Super Bowl. I also would like to mention, Coach, that since you are... 
<laughs> stepping up and saying you don't want Lovey back. I would like you to offer a solution. Who do you want the Bears to go Ooh, out and get? Boy. I mean, if you're going to say no Lovey, mm-hmm. and I know that you're a guy that uh, doesn't want to pay the big dollars for the marquee name. You're not a marquee name guy. You'd rather find the good coach in the corner and say, why can't he do it? Well, that's what they did with Lovey. Mm-hmm. Defensive coordinator, St. Louis, bring him over. He's going to be the next great thing. But if you get rid of Lovey and you're Jerry Angelo, mm-hmm. and you've got, what, two years left on your deal, I believe, he has to hit a home run. So you're going to go out there and pay for Bill Cowher? Are you going to go out there and pay for Mike Holmgren? Are you going to cede control of, uh, or some of your control of your Jerry Angelo to, cause those guys aren't going to come here if you're the guy running the ship completely. They're going to, they're going to want a voice, maybe a big voice. So, and plus I don't think the Bears are going to do that, but if they did, I would love to see Bill Cowher in this town. I think he would own Chicago. Yep. He's the type of guy that Bears fans would just fall over. It, Mike Ditka asked. And he obviously knows his stuff. So mm-hmm. if they're going to do something bold, then let's be real bold. Let's bring in a big timer. Coach, come with me. Let's be real in what? If we're going to be bold, if you're really going to get rid of Lovey, okay. then go real bold and go out and get the best coach. Yeah. And Mike Chanahan's another guy that's available, although the Buffalo Bills are going to try to wrap right. him up. How about uh, if we could? Mm-hmm. If we could pry him away out of the University of Southern California? How about a Petey Carroll? I'm not a big college to the pro guy. I know that Pete's been in the NFL before, mm-hmm. but I, I I'd be more apt for the prior three that I you named. W- I would have no problem at all with Bill Cower, Mike Holmgren, the ex-Packer, ex-Seattle coach. I would worry that uh, he's a little bit beyond his years. This would be his third regime. Does he have the lasting power? Does he have the staying power that Amar Carmen does? Three seconds. Would, huh? Three seconds. It's outstanding. That would be a concern of mine. Bill Cower. This would be his second gig. Right? Coward to me is the home run. Yes. He, he's coming in here. He's, and, and, and even though he's not a Chicago guy, he is. If you know what I mean, he's a Chicago guy. No, I mean, Mike Ditka was from Pittsburgh, correct? Yeah. He grew up in the Steel Ale- City. Aliquippa. So, Aliquippa? Uh, close enough. Bill Coward would fit here, bottom line. And that guy will be 86 years old, and he'll want to pick a fight with someone. I mean, he's never going to lose his motivation. There's, he's way too intense to dial it down. You sure his mustache on a 16-week preseason, postseason basis as a WGN guy covering the team, could you handle that mustache for the extended period of time? I'd give Cower a big smoocher. I think, you know, and you also got to go up to 18 weeks, Coach. I think we're going to get rid of the uh, four exhibitions. We're going to go two oh, exhibitions. We're going to go 18 wow. weeks. Why don't we just play 52 weeks? Let's just go year-round football. I think we should have year-round football, year-round baseball, year-round basketball. Let's never stop playing sports. Let's make as much money as we possibly can. Let's crown a champion for one day. Okay, next season, let's go. He is Mark Carmen. He's joining us on Two Guys and a Mic today. 888-463-6748 is our phone number. We're going to take a break coming up in a couple of minutes. But real quick, it is a football Friday. Mark, explain it, por favor. To our fine listening audience, a new show. We may have new people jumping on board all the time. God, we hope so. Unfortunately, apparently, we have a lot of people jumping off board, too. It's up, it was unfortunate we lost Kevin Oran. <laughs> but uh, explain a por favor the very concept of Beat the Schmoes. Other shows play Beat the Pros. Here on thetalkzone.com, it's Beat the Schmoes. Well, since we don't have any pros, we have become the Schmoes. And you have an opportunity to dial it up and pick, what is it, five games, Coach? Three. Three games, Coach, right? Read the manuscript, please. Three games. You can uh, you pick the three. You beat us in our three, or do we have to pick the same three that they choose? Did you not read the rules and regulations as presented to us by the Commander-in-Chief, our General Manager, Chris Whitting? Coach. What we've got here is 
failure to communicate. As you've told me, Coach, many times, it's yes. the I've gotten the gist. The okay. actual details have been lost <laughs> upon me, but I sort of get the gist. There's a guy that comes up, he picks some games, we pick some games, yes. three games. Doesn't have to be the same game, but if you feel free. By the way, I, I defer back to you, Coach. Please explain the game. You know, if you continue this, the last half hour of the show is going to be one guy and one mic. I love one guy and one mic. <laughs> Thank you very much. Three games. It could be high school, college, or pro. You want to pick high school, you're out in the fine state of Nevada. There's a state championship game going on between Desert High and uh, Las Cruces, uh, you know, Santa Monica. Don't like this rule. We'll put a point spread on it. High school, college, or pro. you got to bet against the point spread. Any Three games, you're betting against the Schmoes, you, me, and of course we do have the beautiful, the lovely, and the occasionally voluptuous Paradise, who will make her picks today, and she literally is a pair of dice. If you can beat the Schmoes, if you can beat Paradise, you win a valuable prize from our extremely limited prize vault. I've been trying to get a date with Paradise for three weeks now. I think I'm breaking her down. I think I got a shot. Paradise and me, it could be heaven. Right now, I've got the dice in my hands. There really is no paradise. It's just dice. Yeah. I thought we had a woman on this show. Yeah. And, and we've explained it last week, too, Mark. The amazing thing is after the years of doing this, and we did beat the Schmoes on another program that we did called The Morning Break, Paradise. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Over the five or six years, Paradise was just about as effective as any of the pros that we would have coming on the show who spent a good part of their week analyzing the point spreads and trying to give our listeners the slight edge. You know why that is, Coach? There are because some, there's, there's some very smart people out there. That's exactly right. Right? Okay. Most of them are in Vegas. Yeah. Well, the people that do the odds in Vegas, I mean, I think they're smarter than the people that figured out the cell phone. Yes. How did you put a, uh, a doohickey up there by uh, the moon and it beams down here and, and I can talk to someone? That's brilliant. But the people that make the spreads in Vegas, mm-hmm. these guys are the true mathematicians, the true geniuses of the world. I think they should be working for NASA. I think they should maybe uh, tackle the uh, health care crisis. There's no question. If we could get Glance Culver on the health care crisis, we'd pass this thing in two days. Everybody would have health care. No one would have to pay for it. It'd be beautiful. Oh, get gl- Glance Culver on the health crisis. You're talking about the famous Glance Culver line that is in so many papers. I thought there was a Glance and a separate guy who's a Culver. Are you here to tell me that there's one guy named Glance Culver? I have no idea. I love Glance and I love Culver. If it's one, <laughs> if it's two, whatever it is, it's a genius. I, I do think that healthcare and Glance Culver should be synonymous. Oh, Get goodness. them together. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. You can email in your Beat the Schmoes picks to any three picks when we come back from the break. Carmine, you will make our picks. Our listeners are anxiously awaiting. I will make my Beat the Schmoes picks. By the way, in the two weeks we've been doing it on the show, I was 0-3 the first week, mm-hmm. 1-2 the second week. So there's two ways of looking at it. One is that I'm miserable. Two, Good way. Two. <laughs> I like that way. Two is that I am on the upswing. Yes. Outside <laughs> you, shot. You prefer number one, huh? Well, I, I, I like them both, actually. All right, enough of that. We'll take a quick break. Mark Carmen sitting in. Two guys and a mic. We're having some fun, talking some sports. Join the fun. The third mic is open, and it's set for you at 888-463-6748. Our producer today, my bodyguard, the strong. The silent one, David Olson. We're taking a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Back in a minute.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And we do welcome you back to the TalkZone.com, playing Beat the Schmoes on a football Friday. Thank you so much for joining us. Brand new show. If you're enjoying it in the least, spread the word. Talk it up. We're trying to pass the word that uh, we actually exist, Mark. Most people don't even know we're on the air, but... We're fighting through it, hopefully gaining some listeners as we go. It's two guys at a mic every Monday through Friday, 10 in the morning to 11 Central Time. Carmine out east, 11 to 12. You are, a lot of people are uh, having a lunch, maybe a late breakfast snack, waking up to your voice and out west. Or those who, uh, you know, in ship in the pirate, uh, the Pacific Ocean, they actually are waking up to the voice of a Mark Carmen, which is not a bad thing. That's a great look. And also, Coach, you know, we're podcastable, downloadable. You can get us at any moment, at any time in the day. Yes. So really, the hours are irrelevant. They just dial up the talk zone, mm-hmm. and they find us, and they're like, who are these guys? And then they listen, at least for, I think we've judged at least 20 seconds, yes. and, and then they uh, decide mm-hmm. to uh, jump off a cliff. But mm-hmm. we're trying to hold <laughs> those people for at least 30 seconds. That's our goal. Then we're going to get them to mm-hmm. off the cliff jumping, and then we're going to build something. I haven't quite figured out. I'm still the whole Internet thing, the whole technology here for an older gentleman like myself is still the the vast unknown for the most part. But help me out the difference between the podcast and the shows on archive. Uh, no difference there, Coach. Exact same, exact same thing. Why on our webpage? Yes. Put together by our webmaster, uh, Big John Pallady. Well, here, actually. That... Why do we have a separate link for podcast and a separate link for archive? Well, there's an interesting question there, Coach, and uh, I'd have to get Big John, if we could find him and get him on the guest line here, that'd be great. But my analysis is that a podcast yes, sir. could be a portion of the show, uh-huh. whereas the entire show could mm-hmm. be the archive, perhaps. See, I haven't even we... ventured into the podcast because via archive on the outstanding TalkZone.com website, you can hear any of our shows. Yeah. You just punch it up, boom, it's right there. It's a great website. The whole podcast thing confuses me. As long as the archive is there, I think we'll all live happily ever after. There's no question. But, Coach, what what people like to do in this world is extra work. They love <laughs> extra work. And a, and a podcast, because then they can say, look, I'm podcasting, I'm archiving, I'm Twittering, I'm uh-huh. Facebooking. I need a raise. It's all money-based. David Olson, our producer, has his hand raised. You can just jump right in. You don't need to raise your hand. Okay, here's the difference between the archive and the podcast. The podcast is what's called an RSS feed, Uh-oh. which means it automatically downloads the podcast to your computer, so you have it there already. Okay. Uh, if you go to the archive, you can choose to download the podcast. Okay. Does Thank you very much, Producer sense? Dave Olson, confusing us even more than we were before. I was trying to figure out who's going to win the San Francisco 49er Green Bay Packer game. Point spread six and a half, confused on that. Well, which and one do you whole... get to choose on? The archive. The, see, now that's what I'm all for. I like a oh, choice. Archive you got to go archive choice. Yeah. You know, it, this way you go podcast. It's automatic. Your computer could be infected with two I'm guys in a, a mic. Long time. You got to go archive, <laughs> and uh, long time archive guy. Maybe on the side you throw in some pickles, maybe a little coleslaw. You're all good. That's a great look. By the way, yes, for sir. your best coleslaw and pickles, try Heckey's. Heckey's Barbecue on uh, mm-hmm. Central Street. That's uh, Green Bay Avenue in Evanston. Trying to get them as a sponsor, Coach. Heckey's. Love it. Great ribs. Also known for their uh, barbecue sauce. Tremendous sauce. And, Heckey's. It's the sauce. And if you're out of town and you want to check out that sauce and put it on your own local barbecue, heckies.com because they send that sauce it's very similar to our show. They'll send it out to seven different continents and parts of Austin, Texas. Heckey's is the best. 
but I will say North. Is the, West, co- is the coleslaw like real mayonnaise? It's a it's a creamy based uh, yeah, coleslaw. Not, not a big creamy based guy. You, you like a I like thin huh? coleslaw, huh? You like I, I I prefer to have my like my potato salad and my coleslaw. I actually like the slaw and like the potatoes with a you know a tinge. A tinge you, with a tinge of the the cream. Most of the coleslaw that is sold, or the potato salad, or the macaroni salad at the Dominic's or the Jewel, it's like eighty percent mayonnaise. And oh, here we'll slice up a couple of potatoes and throw it in just for show. And hey, let's call it potato salad. Would you call yourself an extremely picky eater? Were you the kid in school that had the crust cut <laughs> off his bread? I mean, where do you rank on the picky eater uh, spectrum? No, I uh, very low, surprisingly. Okay, so you'll eat a, a vegetable, you'll eat whatever yeah. is put in front of you, you'll eat it generally? Uh, uh, generally, yes. By the way, I was watching The Jerk the other night when he stands up at the table and yeah. claims that there's snails on the plate. <laughs> there's there's few things better than a Steve Martin in The Jerk. I hate to get you off the, I, the track I don't know here. that I've You've never I, seen The I, Jerk? You know, I think I've seen a bit. In a coach. piece, I've never seen any significant segment. Coach, 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 do yourself a favor. Go home today. Get rid of all your other responsibilities. Dial up the jerk and Steve Martin. I promise you, <laughs> you'll enjoy it. It's a beauty. All right. In 1976, I, we do have the internet here. We could figure it out, but that's, that's my guess. 79, the so jerk. Yeah, there you go. At least I got the decade. David Olson, our producer, right at it. 888-463-6748. Carmine, before you make your Beat the Schmoes football picks, we did have an email coming in from Chicago. Kevin, who wants to make his Beat the Schmoe football picks, and he's going the college route. He has got Louisville. If you're keeping score at home, get your number two lead pencil out and your sheet of paper. A lot of people do like to play Beat the Schmoes at home. Mm-hmm. Good way to do it. Louisville, Louisville over South plus Florida, huh? Eleven and a half over South Florida. He's taking Louisville Rutgers over Syracuse, and he's getting nine and a half Minnesota at Iowa. Sixteen points. That's too much. You got to pick Minnesota, and that's exactly what he's taking. Boy, that's a well. It's interesting wow. because uh, Kevin, I believe, has his 16? own top twenty-five list, and Kevin has had Iowa in the top. Uh, He's had him way up there all season long, and now he's going against the Hawkeyes. Yeah, but I say as Chicago, Kevin, that's that's a great pick right there because uh, at Iowa, the Hawkeyes struggling, uh, that would be to me. Looks like a trap to me, and, Coach. And, and who am I to question Grant's Culver and their famous line, but I'd pick that game 5, 6.16. That's a great pick. All right, so he went the college route. You can make your picks via the email to Mike2GuysAOL.com. Better yet, call us up, talk to a friendly guy like a Mark Carmen, 888-463-6748. People are waiting. Mark Carmen, you will go first in paradise. Gently in my hands right now, waiting to make her picks. All right, I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to stay local with my first pick, and I will take the Philadelphia Eagles minus the three to beat the Bears. Okay. I will take. That's it. Three. Three. I'm taking the Eagles. Sorry. At Chicago. Absolutely. Okay. Sunday night, 7:20, kickoff. I'll be there. It's going to be hot. I'm also going to take the Seattle Seahawks getting ten wow. and a half over the Vikings. Wow. The Seahawks are going to take down, well, at least cover. Gashmo, Mark Carmen making his picks. You can, too, beat the Schmoes, the name of the game, Football Friday. And I'm also going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting 11.5 wow. over the New Orleans Saints, who are having a great year. But I think uh, they may win and stay and uh, improve to 10-0, and 0, but uh, mm-hmm. I like the Bucs to uh, be in the ballgame. All right, there it is. Gashmo, Mark Carmen making his picks. Carmine, if I could, can I put you to work again and you... Select the three games for the beautiful, lovely Paradise. I will spin the dice again. The white dice is for the home team. The colored dice for the road team. And the dice, Paradise, will make her picks. Okay. 
Uh, first game, Coach, we're going to go to the Giants and the Falcons. The Giants are minus 6.5. Who's home? The home team is the Giants. And she got a one on the white dice, five on the green, so she loves Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcon. Next game. We will stay in the NFL to the Jaguars and the Bills. The Bills getting nine points, and that game, Coach, is, if I can find that game is at, not in front of me, thank you very much. We're going to take a different game. We're going to take the Steelers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are getting 10 points, and that game is at Kansas City. At Kansas City. By the way, the Buffalo game you mentioned, worthy of note, because Dick Jerron fired. It's the first head coaching game for a Percy Joel, and you know how teams tend to play better in that first game for a brand-new coach. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of a boost. All right, you, like, you like Percy. By the way, Coach, one of your favorite uh, former contributors, on uh, not two guys in a mic, but on the morning break, Matt Timon, a huge Buffalo Bills fan. Yes. Love Timon. Love Matt Timon. W- wanted to get that in there. Who's the home team pitter, Casey? Uh, that would be Casey. Okay, here we go. The dice say two for the green, six for the white. Paradise going for the underdog. The ladies like the little guy. Home team, Kansas City over Pittsburgh. One more game for the beautiful. The lovely, the voluptuous Paradise. By the way, Paradise, oh. And three in her debut last week. That's going to change. Jets at the Patriots. Let's do some Bill Belichick, your favorite coach. I know you're a big fan of Bill and his uh, interesting <laughs> way about things. The Patriots are a ten-and-a-half point favorite in this one. Who's home? New England. Spin the dice. Five for the white, four for the road. She had a tough time deciding, but she's taken Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. What female wouldn't? I do find him to be very attractive. What male wouldn't take Tom Brady? That's actually true. Paradise making her picks. You can't do it. 888-463-6748. It's a great weekend of NFL football. We'll go over some of the matchups. College football, it's an average weekend. Maybe even below average. No real super marquee games. But we'll talk a little uh, college football. I know your beloved Wildcats, Mark. Which That's you, a huge game. It is a big game. I don't know about nationally. I don't know if the people out in Connecticut or Vermont are really... Yeah, it's actually very small locally, but uh, definitely not Latinx, definitely not nationally. Yeah, yeah it seems like the better Northwestern does, the less their crowds are. But uh, very quickly, if I could, yes. Remember, zero and three the first week for me. Okay. One and two last week. You can only assume that I'm climbing up the ladder. Coach, uh, I like the you fact that you have a positive outlook. That's that's how I'd, I would answer that one. <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much. All right, first game: Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens. The Indianapolis nine and zero. Mark Carmen, when we reconvene on Monday, we will be talking about the end of the Indianapolis Colts streak. They'll be nine and one. The Ravens defense puts a halt to Peyton Manning and company. The Colts favored by one. I will take the Baltimore Ravens at home in a defensive struggle. Game two, Atlanta Falcons at the Giants. The New York Giants have been up and down all season long. Are they for real or are they not? I'm going to say yes, they are. This is their breakout game. When they're one step away from the Super Bowl mark. Okay. See, this is the kind of foresight that I have in my I like what you're bringing here, Coach. Thank you very much. When they are a couple steps away, one step away from the Super Bowl, we will look back to Week 9 when they beat the Atlanta Falcons by four touchdowns. That was their breakout game. What's the guy's name? Ose Osahumi, the uh, defensive end? T.J. Hushmanzada. I can't give you the <laughs> Whatever it is, he's going to get six sacks. The Giants all over the Falcons at home. My final game, game number three. I've never seen anybody look at me with more disappointment than John Cohen just looked at me. So we got to get that out there. No, they're just like Ose Umanori or something like that. He might be out for the season. But Who's, it's the guy with like 11 balls out of 14 consonants in his name. 
the guy that plays second base for the Tampa Bay Rays? Is that who you're talking that about? That would not be it, but thank you for asking. Jets at the Patriots, game number three. Great ball game. Paradise picked the New England Patriots. I'm going to pick the Jets. Rex Ryan and company at a turnaround game. Rex Ryan, by the way, breaking down on tears. Did you read that? Yeah, I did. Getting a little controversy. I like the way he handled that. I think his players respond to Rex Ryan being a human being, even though he's a tough guy. The Jets over the Patriots in an upset on the road. Those are my 0-3 beat the Schmoes picks. You're not going to cry if you win, Coach, are you? You're not going to pull a Rex Ryan? No, but I'll cry if we lose. Well, I always like emotion, Coach. Wear it on your sleeve. It's okay. Oof, beat the Schmoes. I don't know about you, but it's a very emotional experience for me. Coach, your your passion for football is <laughs> legendary. Your passion for beat the Schmoes is right there. And you... You know, you put a lot of thought into this. You try hard. You come up empty. Yes. But you you give a lot of effort, well, and I frankly appreciate that. One, <laughs> thank you very much. One thing we have discovered, there is a clear connection between the amount of time you research into your picks and the final end result of your picks, and translated, it basically means the less time you spend on it, the better you do. Were you a Jimmy the Greek guy back in the day, Coach? Did yeah, you li- I like Jimmy the Greek. You did enjoy Jimmy uh-huh. the Greek. With a Phyllis George and a Brett Musburger? And Irv Cross, the NFL Today at 11.30 mm-hmm. on a Sunday right after the Mike Ditka show. Oh, my God, it was great. Not sure Irv ever said anything, but he looked very good sitting there in the studio. Very smooth. Smooth-looking <laughs> Irv Cross. They... Uh, if we could just get that uh, soundbite on the show, mm-hmm. the the opening for the NFL today, and then Brent, you are looking live. Yeah. You are looking live at <laughs> Buccaneer Stadium, where there's seven people getting ready to see the Bucks try to get their second win on the year against only eleven defeats against the Bears, who mm-hmm. are six and eight. And Phyllis George, by the way, the aforementioned won the second, the second female to enter the sports casting field. The male dominated. Can you, Mark Harmon? A young man in his mid-30s, by the way, ladies out there single. And last time we checked, uh, basically available. Mark Carmen can be reached via our email at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Can you name the first female? First female? Who entered the announcing world. I think in, I got her name. I have no chance. Go right ahead. I believe it would be Brandy Chastain. Brandy Chastain? No, not Brandy Chastain. Jane Chastain. Jane Chastain. Brandy Chastain's a soccer player. The one that uh, showed her... Uh, huh? Didn't she not lift up her shirt and show yes. the yeah, show the uh, the bra that she was wearing? Not we were... the announcer. We're back to soccer now. Okay, I then, got my Chastains mixed up. They're not related. I, you know what? We could check the Chastain family tree. Are, are you are you, if sure? you Google Chastain? I think Jane Chastain, right? Anybody out there remember first female sports announcer? I want to say Jane Chastain. Coach, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't agree with you, and I bet there was somebody else before that. I'm guessing it's not Jane Chastain, but you got a great chance. Okay. Do you remember a Do you remember a Jeannie Morris in Chicago? I do indeed. Married to a Chicago Bear wide receiver Johnny Morris for a brief moment in time, and then, uh, and I was I wasn't in the middle of it, but I was somewhat in the middle of that uh, breakup. You were. You got you you dated Jeannie. I did not date Jeannie, but as a young kid. Johnny Morris was my co-Cub Scout director. And he came to you for advice on how to break up with Jeannie? He did not. But you knew Johnny when Jeannie and him were going through their situation. I did. No, at that point, they were happily married. I believe after he took over our Cub Scout troop, Yes. that's when the marital problems began. So in basically what you're saying is that you were the annoying kid and Johnny Morris was like, I don't want to have kids. <laughs> Went to Jeannie and said, I got this kid, Cone. Yeah. Can't do it. And Jeannie's like, oh, there's only one Cone out there. Everybody else is going to be all right. Johnny couldn't get over you. 
divorce happened. Might have been something like that. Johnny Morris, all-star wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. We step back in time. Mark Carmen and the coach John Cohn with you here on Two Guys at a Mic NFL Football. There are some good games this weekend. Uh, Bears and Eagles, you know, Sunday night, not a great game uh, nationally, but Carmine, real quick before we take a break, San Diego at Denver, good ball game. Jets and Patriots, great game. Uh, the Colts and the Ravens, very good. Falcons and Giants. This is one of the better slate of NFL games, except we look down the list, and we do have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know what, Coach? I'm gonna. Uh, I was looking at the slate, and I thought the exact opposite. I thought this was a horrible week really? of football. But I do love the Colts and the Ravens. That should that's compelling football right yes. there. So I mean, the Packers are taking on the 49ers, eh, Seahawks and the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think that Minnesota's you know, going to get the nine and one. There's a lot of. Uh, here's my pick for best game of the Sundays. Okay. It'll be the San Francisco 49ers at Green Bay. I predict that game's going to be a dogfight, maybe come down to the final series, final play. Four and five, five and four. It's a wild mm-hmm. one. Mike Singletary, the head coach of the Niners, going up against the Packers. He hates the green and gold. Yep. I'm kind of. Do you want, you want to see Green Bay in the playoffs? Yeah, I like you, Green Bay. You do? Mm hmm. I knew that would see Even as a Bear fan, you're I do a like huge Green Bay. Bear fan, and I knew somehow you liked well, Green Bay. Well, I appreciate the Green Bay Packers for what they stand for. A, the tradition. Mm-hmm. B, it's in Green Bay, and the Packer fans have no other sports teams to root for, so they're the arch rival of the Bears, but I've always appreciated the mentality and the love and the uh, sort of like the Cleveland Browns fans and the dog pander. Old school, the Green Bay fan. The fact that the team is owned. Right, by the people. By the people of the city. There, there's a lot I like about the Green Bay Packers. I love Dog Pound Mike. Coach, have you ever been to a game at Lambeau? Uh, once. It's unbelievable. Yes, it is. It really, really, a truly, I mean, you, you need to make that, if you're an NFL fan, you have to get to Lambeau Field. There's nothing like it. It is, it's the Wrigley Field of the NFL. I, mm-hmm. I loved, I've been there once, and that was this year for the Bears and Packers opener, mm-hmm. and I was so impressed. It was just the, the passion. The one thing they need to do at Lambeau Field, though, you got to get rid of the smoking. Smoking in the outdoor facility, you can't. You, you know, it just ruins a whole half them. You want to go walk around. You want to go hug the big uh, burly guy in the Aaron Rodgers jersey. <laughs> and if everyone's smoking, it's just it's just not as good. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get with the times. No smoking in the public facility. Come on, Lambo, you can do it. Make that a thing. And I think your stadium goes even that much further towards the best in the NFL. If you are a smoker recovering from yesterday's Great American Smokeout, and you're a Green Bay Packer fan, you'd like to fire on my good friend Mark Carmen. You can do so at eight eight eight. Four six three sixty seven forty eight. We're gonna take a quick break here on the talkzone.com. It's a one hour show, Carmine. This thing goes quick. We will be back and there's lots more to get to. You will need to wax poetic when we come back. I look forward to that opportunity, Coach. Thank you. Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. 
And welcome back to TalkZone.com. Mark Carmen joining the coach today on The Zone. Two guys in a mic, the show, 888-463-6748, the phone number to call. We've been talking some NFL football, college football on the slate. Not a huge weekend, but we do have what used to be Mark Carmen. One of the big games nationally and certainly here in the Midwest, the great tradition of Ohio State at Michigan this year. The tradition, not so great. How much longer are you going to give Rich Rodriguez at Michigan? I think he gets one more year. Yeah. He does it again. See you later, pal. And I don't know if they, I assume they would go back to the traditional Michigan way of running the football and get rid of the spread offense. But mm-hmm. uh, Rich Rodriguez has got to be getting on pretty thin ice up there. That has been a train wreck pretty much from the get-go. I mean, literally. From the minute he got hired, they had the big win early over Notre Dame, and people thought they had turned the corner, as we now found out. Notre Dame basically is average at best, and Michigan after that game is pretty much headed downhill. It's it's it's, it's weird to see, to look at the Big Den standings, Mark, and see Michigan at the bottom. It's so enjoyable. I can't get enough of it. I stare <laughs> at that, those standings every single day. We, I talked with uh, Northwestern, a former Northwestern head coach, Gary Barnett uh, last week. Really? Uh, He's still alive. Barnett is doing very well. Great man. I I really enjoy Gary Barnett. I thought he had left us a few years ago, but a nice guy. I'm glad he's still with us. You you should be aware that Gary Barnett is uh, doing a nice run, and he's he's in the media world. And I asked him about Michigan. He said, well, you know, when you change systems and you shake it up, those things don't happen overnight. So, Mm -hmm. once again... Nothing against Go Blue, but uh, when you're on top for that long, it's 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 thrilling to see you flip over all the arrogance over there, and now you're on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Penn State takes on Michigan State. Big game there. Wisconsin NU, Arizona versus Oregon. I'm not totally sure of the details, Mark, but I know the Pac-10 championship could be on the line there, as well as another big game, Cal at Stanford. Stanford coming off their big win. California with the great passing offense. I think the over and under in the California standard Stanford game is like 182. You a Harbaugh fan? As a quarterback or as a coach? Well, let's go coach. Uh, you know he negative he, recruits Northwestern nonstop. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm not a big Jim Harbaugh. There's something about him. Yeah, well, Jim Harbaugh. I'm I'm rooting again. I'm rooting for Cal in that one, coach. Mm-hmm. I don't know Jim personally, but I know that uh, there have some very serious recruiting wars between. Uh, the old Wildcats and Stanford, they're going after the similar type of player, both very, you know, they're academic schools that are trying to compete and are doing a great job at it. But uh, he's a negative recruiter. We don't need that in yeah, college he's football. he's a guy who fired on his own university. He fired on Michigan where he went to school. And basically, you know, if not, he probably would have been one of the leading candidates, certainly in the near future, to be their head coach. But he, he got in a conflict with his very own uh, institution that quarterbacked him for four years. Right. And uh, if we go on the field... Certainly uh, nothing to really remember there. Competed, but you know, didn't hit. got everything out of his ability. I'll give him that. No question. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. The phone number. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Carmen and Coach, two guys at a mic here on the TalkZone.com. Caller Jim checking in on line forty two. Jim, how are you? I'm doing wonderful today, Coach. Say hi to my good friend Mark Carmen sitting in as guy number two today. Hello, Mark. How you doing today, buddy? Jim? You are my hero. Great to hear from you. Thank you very much for asking. By the way, I'm doing great. Yeah, you haven't had my cooking yet. How come I'm your hero already? Well, Jim, what what do you got to offer? I'd love to. Can you can you do a chili? I like a lot of beans. Uh, yeah, I can do that. I did that at the other show uh, right before they went off the air. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. show was that? The morning break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you do anything for the Naked Truth about sports? Uh, no. What about the coach and the kid? 
<laughs> there have been a lot of shows that John Cohn has led. Really? He's he's a very, very talented man. There's no question about that. To, uh, when I started listening to him. Sorry, I missed those days. Well, uh, Jim, right, Well, coach? you were talking about uh, Hackey's and the great barbecue sauce and coleslaw mm. that they have. Jim, do you make a rib or a barbecue sauce that can match Evanston's very own Hackey's? I haven't had that particular one, Coach, okay. but uh, you've had my ribs. You could uh, judge them. I, think, I seem to remember you liking them. Jim, how long have you known, Coach? Uh, I guess it's been a few years. Would you say that you're close friends or just general acquaintances? <laughs> I would say it's more general acquaintances here. Right. I are used you, to do I, the HVAC at that other place, so I used to come in there with food once in a while. Oh, okay. The guys. Are you looking to step up the friendship and take it to that personal level where you might get the Thanksgiving <laughs> invite, or are you happy where you're at? Uh, I could put the invite the other direction. Oh, okay, Coach. Are you willing to take Jim up, or are you afraid of his family? <laughs> I think he's afraid of my... Uh, Holiday concoction. <laughs> Swedish glug that clears his sore throat. Oh, yeah. I was sick one time. Really? I was sick one time, and, and uh, Uncle Jim came in here. Uh, a caller, Jim, came in with a concoction of like eight different ingredients. My wife said, don't try that. The guy could be trying to kill him. <laughs> and it actually cured me. It was unbelievably good. I kept it on my nightstand for about nine months, and then finally I said, you know what? This stuff might ferment, and I might die if I take it again. So I finally threw it away, but it was great. See, that's a guy, I like that, Coach. you got to trust people, and Jim was out there looking for your best, uh, and, and he made it happen. Mm-hmm. Although you I got do well. have a slight twitch on the right side of my face, and if you notice, my hair is receding a lot more. Jim, did you call in to talk any sports, or did you just want to uh, chew the fat, if you will? Well, I was going to do a little of both. I wanted to go with Beat the Schmoes again. Okay. Give it a try, because I've not done well on this show. Well, join the Schmoes. <laughs> it's been an unsuccessful first two weeks for both callers and Schmoes. Brian Bauer. Guess Schmo uh, last week actually went three and out. Brian knows his football. So Brian defied the uh, the odds. He was not a Schmo, but uh, Jimmy, let's make your picks. You got any three games? Beat the Schmoes here in a football Friday on the TalkZone.com. What's up first? Okay, let's try the Packers at home over the Niners. Okay, because after that last observance of the Niners, if that game wasn't handed to them, you know, early Christmas present, they don't win that game. That was ridiculous. Packers okay. a six and a half point favorite. Yeah, I know. No, we're but just I'll letting everybody else know, Jim. We got you. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to try the Lions at home over the Browns. Two inept teams going at it. Detroit over Cleveland. Okay. And I'm going to try the inept Bears at home over the Eagles. Ah, a little sentiment playing a factor. Well, I think it's my heart, yeah. Yeah, you got to throw a little sentiment in. After all, it's beat the schmo strictly for fun, Mark. Of course. Strictly for fun. The pride and the joy of winning the game. And, you know, if you win, we... Send you something. We're not like the big shows. We can't send you 5000 bucks or anything, Jimmy, but we got your picks down. Bears over Philadelphia, Detroit over Cleveland, and the Packers over San Francisco. Uh, Jim, we appreciate your plan, Beat the Schmoes. I appreciate being able to play, Coach. I appreciate your being appreciated. <laughs> Jim, we love you. You have a good one, guys. <laughs> Take care, brother. <laughs> there it is. Jim checking in. You can, too. Jimmy drops off, leaves the 12 other lines. Wide open at 888 48. He has made his picks. The Detroit-Cleveland game, Mark, rarely do you see the two worst teams in any sport match up. And, and often, you know, teams will make fun of other pro teams that they're that bad. And I usually will argue, you know what, they're not that bad. They're pro athletes. You know what, they're struggling right now. You can make all the jokes you want, but they're really not that. I mean, there's some great players on the team. They're a little disconfigured, if you will, at that particular point. It applies to any pro franchise. I've kind of argued against that mentality joking about how bad a team is. And that might apply a little bit to the Detroit Lions. I think they can punch out of it. The Cleveland Browns, 
are that bad. They are that bad. I, I knew mean, you were going to say that because you went to the Cleveland game and you saw them in action, and there's just no way to defend that awful outfit. No. Brutal. But, Coach, you know, there's always the future. I was looking at that. The, the Lions are favored by three and a half. You got to go back to 1996 to find the last time Detroit was favored in a ball game. <laughs> and, and not just like one point two, but it's three and a half. They, I mean, it's overwhelming consensus there that Detroit's going to win this football game by Glance and Culver. Mm-hmm. I find that interesting. Detroit, uh, did you throw that fact out, or is that for real? That oh, they no, no. Not- uh, no, that's okay. not, not, not to 1996, but I, I guarantee you they haven't been favored all year, mm-hmm. and I'm probably pretty sure they weren't favored at any game last year. Mm-hmm. So you probably do have to go back at least three seasons. All right, talking some college football, NFL football, and a football Friday. It's not only football. Over the weekend, Mark Carmine, you do have the uh, conclusion of the Nextel Sprint Cup Series. Jimmy Johnson just about got it wrapped up. Any of our racing fans out there you want to check in, you're more than welcome to do so. But this guy's about to win his fourth consecutive Sprint Cup championship. That's not too bad. What sport is that? NASCAR? <laughs> cars? Yes, Le- sir. The left turn around the oval? The Ford 400 at the Homestead Miami Speedway in beautiful Miami, Florida. You ever been to a NASCAR event, Coach? Not recently. Have you ever you never gone out to Joliet to the Speedway? Because I have. I have not. All right, let me tell you something. If you want to go see some people that you'll be completely afraid of, mm-hmm. go out to Joliet and go to the Speedway and take it in. I do enjoy people watching as a sport or recreational hobby. Well, you would fit in out there, I'll tell you that much. And I mean that in... I didn't mean part of it. I like watching the people. Well, I'm just saying that you being a... If you want to go somewhere where there's absolutely no diversity whatsoever, go to an NASCAR event. It is very much uh, a down-home situation. So Not a large Asian population uh, at the NASCAR? No. White people. They like white people in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. If you went on the website, Hispanics for NASCAR would probably not have a lot of followers on their Twitter. No, I do not believe there would be. I uh, no, Juan Carlos Montoya. Nothing against white people. Of course, I'm white, but uh, you know, I like a little diversity in my sporting <laughs> event. I like to see an African American. I enjoy an Asian there. It's good. To, it, that's the way I look at uh, my, you know, my situation. And when I went, and it just, it, uh, I didn't know that it was like. 1960 South came to Joliet when I went to the event. <laughs> I don't want to go too far, but that's what I felt like. Any of our race car fans out there you want to educate slash uh, maybe punctuate a Mark Carmen, you could do so at 888-463-6748. Emails Mike, two guys, M-I-C number two, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. We also had baseball news yesterday, Mark Carmen, the Cy Young Award given in the National League. I thought it was going to be between the two Cardinals, Adam Wainwright or Chris Carpenter. Mm-hmm. They finished second or third, the freak. They call him the freak because he's 162 pounds and he throws 97 miles an hour. Your guy, Tim Lensicum. Wins the Cy Young. I thought you were going to lead off with the Aaron Heilman trade to the Arizona Diamondbacks. That was a big-time move yesterday. The Cubs shedding some dollars. No, it was an interesting Cy Young Award race, Coach, and I personally would have voted for Chris Carpenter, even though he made six less starts than Wainwright. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with Lincecum, I, I like it, you know, I, when it's that close, i got to go with the, the guys that actually made it to postseason. But, you know, Tim is certainly well-deserving. Well Tremendous pitcher. Man, I love watching that guy pitch. He's a stud. Complete stud. The essence of an ace. I, I just like seeing a guy who, who looks like he should be, uh, you know, helping people find the right aisle at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Timmy Lensick, it looks like he's about 18 years old, and he, you know, he's got the arms up, the legs flailing, and then he just fires the ball. It comes out like a rocket shot, and uh, two consecutive. Two consecutive Cy Young Awards, who would have thunk it? Well, what's interesting about Tim is that his motion, as you were talking about, yeah. you know, is is not the way they teach you how to throw the pit, no. throw, throw the fastball, throw the curveball. 
not the way you're supposed to do it. And yet he was, uh, I believe his father taught him this way in an effort to reduce strain on his body so he'll be able to pitch longer. Mm -hmm. So I find it a very interesting study if indeed Tim at the, what is he, 160 pounds, whatever it is, Mm If he can actually maintain durability, throw the amount of innings that he's throwing, and throw that way, it could revolutionize or at least change the way a lot of pitchers go about their business. So I think that's something to, worth watching down the line, Coach. No question. I know when the kid was recruited, mm-hmm. the dad basically told uh, one of the deals was whatever college he goes to, the agreement was that the pitching coach cannot change my son's pitching style. This is what's worked for him, and in fact, there were rumors that the dad would actually sit in the stands and, you know, have an itch on his left cheek, or maybe a scratch on the chin, and the pitcher, Mr. Timmy Lincecum, was actually getting calls from his dad instead of the pitching coach. I think he went to Stanford or Cal, one of those West Coast schools. Whatever it was, it worked. Two straight Cy Youngs. I don't know about the whole itch in the chin thing as far as endorsing that, but I do endorse uh, his father not wanting anything to be changed there. And I think any pitching coach who would want to change a guy who's having tremendous success would be an idiot. So uh, hopefully, you know, maybe that statement by his father wasn't even necessary. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, Coach, uh, when you talk about great fathers, are we going to talk about uh, Dan Grossman today? Father of Rex Grossman. I thought he took a, a lot of abuse, or wrongfully so. I don't typically call other shows. There were many times driving around in the fine city of Chicago that I almost dialed up. I almost hit the ten digits with the one whatever area code and was going to uh, repartee a little bit with the host who were firing on Rex Grossman's dad. But real quick, the story. Well, the story is that uh, Fred Mitchell, the Chicago Tribune, got a hold of Dan Grossman, and they wanted to talk about being a quarterback in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Dan Grossman pointed out that they brought in Jay Cutler here, yep. one of the, or supposedly one of the NFL's best, mm-hmm. and he's struggling. So he called it a systematic problem in the Bears organization. He's exactly right. And, and by the way, let me just go back to what the first thing you said. Very mm-hmm. important to all these sports talk Fred hosts. called him. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mr. Grossman did not go to the press. He did not look for this interview. He was called. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he merely gave his explanation. It got blown up in the media as sour grapes. He was exactly right. Everything he said is what I've been saying for 15 years, Mark. Well, the, the part that the people took exception with, Coach, is that you know, it may very well be a systematic problem. And yes. I'm, I'm not disputing that at all. But when you throw out the sour grapes and how your son was handled, Rex Grossman was given every chance in the world to be successful here. Well, every you, chance within their system. That, and, he, and I don't think he was crying about Rex. He mentioned his son as part yes, but of Re- the problem. But, but Rex, if you put Jay Cutler mm-hmm. on the same football team that Rex Grossman was on when they went to the Super Bowl, they'd probably win that Super Bowl. Now, I know that Rex has had, or that Jay has had his issues, but Rex was a problem on that team. I'm just saying if Rex Grossman would have been in an actual National Football League offensive passing system. He is on a National Instead fo- of Terry Shea, John Shoops, and Ron Turner, three guys that uh, you know are nice guys but incompetent at the NFL level of coordinating a passing game. Okay, If he had an actual passing game, yeah, he might have had a shot at being pretty good. Too short, small hands, not that mobile, didn't have a cannon. I mean, it, he, he was a gunslinger. He would take his chances, and he had his moments, but... Look, he's, he, I don't think he's going to show up on any other NFL roster as the number one quarterback in the rest of his career. So, he's already the number two quarterback for the Houston Texans. I understand that, but 
Like I said, I don't think he's going to be the number one quarterback of any team in the NFL. Now, could he do it in the CFL? Maybe a great chance there. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could, uh, you know, there's some semi-pro leagues where Rex could lead you down the field. By the way, Fred Mitchell, the aforementioned one, one of the Love things Fred we're going to try to do here is invite guest schmoes to join us on a Friday. Celebrity schmoes, if you will, Fred Mitchell is on our short list of invitees. I hope the fine Chicago Tribune writer will be a guest schmo here in the nary very near future. If you want Fred Mitchell today, I can't deliver it, Coach, but I could deliver you, deliver you some guest. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want a guest, how about we'll do that coming up here? We'll, give a, we'll have a celebrity on the line to do Beat the Schmoes. Yeah, or maybe even get him in studio. We've invited the Chicago Sun-Times very own Elliot Harris. In studio? In studio, via the phone. His response so far is very similar to a Lovey Smith press conference. Elliot, that was his response. Elliot Harris is dogging the show. Has not responded. Coach. It's hard to dog coach, anything when he's coach. Pay, we're on the pay no mind list. Coach, let me just tell you something. It's all about respect. And these media moguls, they might not like me and they might not respect me, but they might actually call me back. I think we got a shot at getting in Elliot Harris. He had me in his column. Mm-hmm. God bless him for doing that. Yeah, Chicago Sun Times we're talking about. Show talkzone.com. Two guys in a mic being based right out of here, out of the fine city of Chicago. David Olson, our producer. Couple of minutes left, uh, Mark, as we wind up week number three. Hopefully the beginning of great things to come. Of course, the other side of it is, uh, Monday you might be listening to music when you tune in from 10 to 11. We certainly hope not though. We hope it's a long storied run and Carmine, I hope you are part of it. Coach, I, I love being here and, uh, However, I can contribute to the ball club is what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, my knowledge is tremendous, and people are just dying to hear what I'm going to say. <laughs> I was going to throw out World Cup soccer and the uh, MSL soccer championship, but I don't think we want your opinions on that. Any other thoughts on that college football over the weekend, Carmen? The team you cover, Wisconsin at Northwestern, big game. It could be, it could be a breakthrough game for your Northwestern Wildcats. I got a lot of thoughts on that one, Coach, and the main one is that I hope Northwestern wins it, and I like to see him go to a great bowl, and I'm yeah. hoping that bowl falls right on my, December the 29th, so uh, my boss will be out of town, and hopefully I'll get to do the play-by-play of the Northwestern Illinois game. But um, So I want Northwestern to win. I think that the Wild, I love Pat Fitzgerald. I think he's one of the more unheralded coaches in all of college football. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing a great job at Northwestern. I think Wisconsin is generally overrated. I think they've had an easy schedule, and I like the Cats to win this football game. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to get to before we get out of there, Coach, if I might flip it on. You. Do you think the NBA should retire the number 23? We did not hit on that today. I don't know if you talked about it this week. We have a little bit, and I absolutely do not. I knew you didn't. think they should. I, I knew why, you didn't. You know, Michael Jordan's great. He's phenomenal, but why would you put him above others? Because he's the greatest to ever play the game. One could argue. One one should argue. Huh? Phenomenal player. The greatest, uh, you know, better than Magic Johnson or Larry Bird? Yes. I don't know. You're comparing greatness. If he is, he's a little bit better in the significance of Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. They turned the NBA around when the league was dying. So, you know, you're going to retire Michael Jordan's number, as LeBron James thinks we should do. We should do that, too. And then you start going to Bill Russell, Kareem Jabbar. So, uh, no. Right. All With no insult meant to Michael Jordan, I just don't think we should put him on a pedestal among others. And, Coach, I'm the biggest Michael Jordan fan on the planet. But I agree with you. I think that would be ludicrous. It's not like, you know, in baseball, you've got the 42 retired for Jackie Robinson, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Jackie Robinson deserves his number retired. In fact, they, they, they might want to consider retiring 42 mm-hmm. across all sports. Uh, yeah. That, that would be a, a move that I would endorse. But I'd like to see him retire. What number was Jack Haley? 
Jack Haley was number 54. Sat on the end of the bench for many uh, championship Chicago Bull teams. I would like to see them Trem- retire. Huh? A tremendous cheerleader. I loved him. Retire the number of Jack Haley in honor of all those NBA bit players whose names have been forgotten, who, but still, who supported their team, who worked hard in practice, who were great contributors to the National Basketball Association. If you're going to retire a number in the NBA, number 54, the symbolic one, Jack Haley. Well, Jack Haley beat Bill Wennington to the punch. <laughs> Bill Wennington got a lot of uh, pub for his, uh, you know, Jordan had, had, oh, yeah. had, you know, Michael, I'll remember it as the night that Michael and I combined for. Jack Haley was the first to do that. Jordan well, had, finish the quote because some people haven't heard it. Well, here, Jack Haley had, Jordan scored 48 one night and Jack Haley had a bucket at the end. He had a deuce. He laid one in. And they asked him about it. He's like, you know, I'll always remember it as the night that me and Michael combined to score 50. <laughs> and now that is a beautiful man. And he was Dennis Rodman's caddy, who, by the way, is paying bills that uh, yes. I love him. little trouble for Dennis Rodman across borders. Who would have thunk it? All right, got to wrap up the show, no. everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening. Mark Carmine, I know you broke up a lot of plans with some female compatriots. Thank you for coming in, my friend. I did re-alter my foot rub. <laughs> David Olson, our producer, great job. We'll see you Monday at 10 o'clock. Have a great weekend, everybody. TalkZone.com, two guys and a mic.